When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and also that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Oh, we're going to get the calls back in the Cowboys. Jimmy Johnson back with that team in an advisory board role. How much will Jerry Jones pay attention to anything that Jimmy Johnson has to say? You know that's worth of any kind of value. Your call's in a couple of minutes at 888-729-3776. So Jimmy Johnson back to the Cowboys. Will Kirk Cousins be back with the Minnesota Vikings? That could be a 50-50 split right now, according to Albert Breer of SI.com. The Minnesota Vikings are not willing to give Kirk Cousins a fully guaranteed contract because we know Kirk Cousins likes his money fully guaranteed. If that's going to be the case... Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL reporter, has this about the market for Mr. Kirk Cousins. His contract voids right, right on the first day of the new league year, right before the first day of the new league year. So since that's after the franchise deadline, the Vikings can't franchise him. So uh, he'll be a free agent unless the Vikings sign him before that. And they have some incentive to do that because uh, if he doesn't get signed before then, $28.5 million uh, of dead money hits their salary cap this year. If they can't get that done before then, he's a free agent. And then what? Atlanta, Vegas, New England, uh, anybody who's looking for a quarterback would be interested in Kirk Kirk Cousins. Who knew that Kirk Cousins would be the first big quarterback domino? A lot of people thought it'd be Justin Fields of Chicago winning if that trade's going to happen. Maybe Baker Mayfield with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No doubt Russell Wilson, still right now a member of the Denver Broncos. But that seems to be the first domino. What happens between those two is going to set the quarterback market when it comes to free agency in the NFL this offseason. And I believe where Kirk Cousins is in his career coming off an Achilles injury, I think it's rightfully to say so that these teams aren't going to give him the guarantees that he has had in the past, mm-hmm. right? It, it, he, they got to make sure they, they do their due diligence and they don't want to be in a situation where they're stuck having to pay someone if something crazy goes on and happens to Kirk Cousins right. with that Achilles, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, when you look at a lot of teams that need a quarterback, I, and I agree with Garage, you look at the Raiders, I believe they're picking at 12th or 13th in the draft coming up. And you're in a spot where you feel like you need a quarterback. Kirk Cousins is a guy that I'm considering. You talk about Luke Getzey, now the offensive coordinator uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. Antonio Pierce wanting to be able to make this splash as a first-year head coach with the Las Vegas Raiders as well. The Mm -hmm. New England Patriots, Mm -hmm. we've heard rumblings about them could potentially move out of that third overall pick and moving backwards to gain some more collateral. Will you look at... Gerard Mayo, he want to make a splash. He wants to make a splash in his first year as a head coach. So if you bring right. in a guy like Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. they have a ton of cap space, a ton of money to be able to spend and bring other guys in. Also, you look at the Atlanta Falcons. When you look at Zach Robinson coming from the Los Angeles Rams, well, guess what? Kirk Cousins played for Kevin O'Connell, who also came from the Los Angeles Rams. So the system will be the same. When you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and Arthur Smith being there, a similar system, that Shanahan type system being ran up there, a lot of play action. Uh, 
uh, the run game being at the forefront. Right. You, you look at those wide receivers and George Pickens and also Deontay Johnson and Fryermuth at the tight end position. You think those guys wouldn't be excited and ecstatic about having Kirk Cousins as a quarterback to get them the football sure. after what they just experienced last year sure. with Kenny Pickett? I'm pretty sure they would be excited. So there's a, there, there are numerous of football teams that would love to have Kirk Cousins, but I'm still not going to count out the Minnesota Vikings because mm. I think the best situation for Kirk Cousins is in Minnesota still when you have a Justin Jefferson, when you have a Jordan Addison who showed you in his rookie season after being taken in the first round right. that he can you know stand up to the bill. You have a TJ Hawkinson who they just paid as well. So I'm not going to count out Minnesota, but I think Kirk Cousins is strongly going to weigh his options and feel like where's the best place for him moving forward. Right now, Kirk Cousins will be 36 years of age August 19th of later on this year. The Minnesota Vikings had the 11th pick in the first round of the NFL draft. A J.J. McCarthy from Michigan more than likely is going to be there. Other quarterbacks are going to be there. Minnesota has to look at a guy and say, man, 36 years of age, we don't know if he's going to be ready at the beginning of the season, after the ruptures of Achilles last season. We don't know at 36 years of age what that recovery is going to look like. you got to look out for your best interest. That's why sure. they said, look, they gave him the old line, just like my man Nino Brown said in New Jack City, business B, never personal. We appreciate what you've been able to do for us. You've been able to ball out. But, man, coming back from an Achilles injury, you're going to be 36 years of age. We don't know if you're going to be right and ready by the time the beginning of the season rolls around. The Minnesota Vikings are like, look, business, KC, <laughs> never personal. And if you got the 11th pick in the draft and you got to think about your future, you've got to be taking – got to be thinking about taking a quarterback there if you're the Minnesota Vikings. If anybody slides you, which is more than unlikely – Jane Daniels is not falling. Drake May is not falling. Caleb Williams is not falling. Those three guys potentially go one, two, three in the draft to when it comes to Chicago, New England, and Washington. Chicago first, Washington second, New England third. But there's a quarterback more than likely there that you have a first-round grade on, a J.J. McCarthy, a Michael Penix Jr., a Bo Nix, and you don't think about taking a number 11, waiting for Kirk Cousins to come back? That's just bad football business, B. If you're the Minnesota Vikings. And with that injury, Freddie, I think it's going to allow teams, including the Minnesota Vikings, to try to rob Peter and pay Paul, right? Absolutely. They're going to, yeah. they're going to try to use that towards Kirk Cousins and say, hey, we understand if you were fully healthy and, and this is the situation that you were in, but you're not fully healthy. You're coming off an Achilles injury. Absolutely. You're getting older. So they're going to try to use that as leverage mm-hmm. to save money on their end, which every one of those organizations should do. Right. Right. Uh, because it's about, you know, saving money and, and, and how can you use that money towards other free agents or whatnot. But Kirk Cousins, he 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 might not want to hear it, but it's yeah. going to be the real yeah. when these organizations are approaching you about being with their team. Other NFC teams will have very interesting decisions to make when it comes to free agency and the NFL draft like the Minnesota Vikings. We'll talk about the teams who made the playoffs last year in the NFC and what their wish list could be when it comes to free agency in the NFL draft. We'll do that in five minutes here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Speaking of a team that made the playoffs, the Dallas Cowboys. Well, they decided, hey, Jimmy Johnson, come on home. Come back home. We need you. We want you here. He is back with the Dallas Cowboys in an advisory board role. We'll see if it's going to actually work, if Jerry Jones is going to pay attention to Jimmy Johnson with, with, with we know the kind of intellect and knowing what a culture is supposed to look like with the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to winning. How much are you buying that Jerry Jones is going to pay attention bringing Jimmy Johnson back as an advisor? 888-729-3776. Let's go to the great state of Texas. That's the home of Edward. Easy E, what you got, my friend? Hey, Harry. Let me look at Harry. 
I'm worried about your partner, man, because I hear something dangerous in, in his voice. What's that? Hope, brother, hope. <laughs> you, hoping, you hoping that Jerry Jones is going to change his spot. It ain't going to happen, man. <laughs> you know, it's dangerous for us brothers to have hope in America these days. And I hear it. You falling for it. Edward, easy E, I don't have any hope that Jerry Jones is going to pay attention. I'm on record in saying that. I'm not buying that at all. If that actually happens, I think even Jimmy Johnson, Harry, and my man Edward in Texas would be stunned because Jerry Jones has proven he wants to win a championship and be the star. He's not backing off of that until he's no longer in charge of the day-to-day operations with the Dallas Cowboys. So Edward in Texas and Harry, I don't have any hope. That Jerry Jones is going to be paying attention to Jimmy Johnson, bringing him back an advisory bo- advisory role on the board. Well, Ed, let me say this. There is this movie or this comedy show called Kings of Comedy. And Cedric the Entertainer, mm-hmm. uh, us black folk, we don't live by the hope theory. Absolutely. We, we, we wish a set of a gun would. <laughs> that, that, that's how we get down, Edward. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh-huh. Freddie doesn't hope anything. No, no. We wish a son of a gun would. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I'm paraphrasing with my words. By the way, I'm reading a book involving him, Cedric the, Cedric the Entertainer, on black comedians and black comedy fantastic book written by Daryl Littleton where it's so like the history about the history of comedy from Richard Pryor and Red Fox Moms Mabley and, and comedians talking about that and Cedric delivers in every chapter of that book about what he went through another comedian so that triggered in my mind black comedians on black comedy by Daryl Littleton fantastic book had a chance to chop it up with a man when we did college game day yeah, you did, at yeah. Washington, man. Mm-hmm. Cool dude down to earth. Yeah. I was over there shaking um yeah. I don't know what I was eating, some sunflower seeds or something. Eat spit, man, be he, happy, huh? He, he said, he said, man, give me some of them seeds. And mm-hmm. he, you know how he was making fun of it uh, in his a, comedy show. We was laughing about yeah. that the whole night and everything. Yeah. So cold, cold ass wedding right here now. Cold ass wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him and Anthony Anderson. Both yeah. of those guys had a chance to meet those guys yeah. college game day. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We had Sergey Entertainer of our show when we first got started and great community an even better person, as you found out, having a chance to hang out with him part of college game day when they had the University of Washington, when they had a chance to be a part of that. Jeff in Georgia, Jerry Jones decides to bring back Jimmy Johnson as an advisor on the board. What do you got to say about that, Jeff? So, Freddie, like I am a lifelong Cowboys fan, and I am cautiously optimistic. Um, it's like I'm 12 years old again, and my first girlfriend broke up with me every single year with the Cowboys at the end of the season. You just want to cry. You know, it's, it's devastating. <laughs> you know, that, that's the best way I can describe it, you know. <laughs> um, you know, I, I look back at uh, I look back at Jimmy's teams back in the '90s, right? And, and his defense was mm-hmm. just eleven athletes on, out on the field, like flowing to the ball, right? These guys are running around with their with their hair on fire and just you know gang tackling. You look at their offense; their offensive line was huge with a premier back. Yep. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, right? Like like Tony Pollard, like it's a different thing when you got to be the man, yep. you know. And I think Dallas has got to go get that piece because Tony is not the premier back. They've got to be able to run the ball in order to allow Dak, you know, to be able to throw the ball around. And, Dak, what you going to do about this salary cap money, man? You going to turn a little something loose so that we can get another piece of the puzzle? Or are you just going to hang with what you got and keep on wearing the title of I can't win the big game? Well, let's just say I know Dak Prescott's agent, Todd France. I don't think they're going to be leaving anything on the table. Well, here's another thing to that. He won't. He may not have to, because the salary cap is going to north of 250 million, up from close to 225 million this past season, going into next season. 
So that money is going to be there for the Cowboys to play with, restructure that contract. When it comes to Dak Prescott, he gets longer years and gets more money over the life of the contract. But you know what Dak Prescott is? Dak Prescott's Kevin Durant of the Phoenix Suns. Maybe he's a leader behind the scenes, but he doesn't feel to be a a leader in front of the scenes. Like Micah Parsons, Micah Parsons fits what Jimmy Johnson has always liked. He fits exactly the kind of player and personality that the Cowboys were a big part of that back when they won in the 90s. Michael Irvin, big personality. Emmitt Smith, big personality. Guys in the offensive line, Charles Haley. But there was a guy called Troy Aikman that was the glue that held all that together. When everybody was fat-mouthing and saying this and saying that, they always acknowledged, hey, that's the guy we follow. Troy Aikman wearing number eight for the Dallas Cowboys. I wonder how much the Dak Prescott is that because even when I've heard about Kevin Durant, he is that guy behind the scenes. But because he's not out front and telling people about it on a televised scale or on a social media platform, people question his leadership when it comes to Kevin Durant. And completely fair because we've seen her some things with Kevin Durant with burner accounts and everything like that. Dak Prescott to me seems to be, be that kind of leader. And Jimmy Johnson may look at Jerry Jones and say, you got a leader there. Let Micah Parsons speak on stuff and say things that people are not supposed to say. But your true leader is the quarterback. Maybe there's a little bit going on with that with the Dallas Cowboys involving two guys who have leadership with this football team. They just do it in two different ways when it comes to Dak Prescott and Micah Parsons. And I'll say on Dak's behalf, I think, Freddie, when you look at these players, because the Dallas Cowboys, they, they aren't shy of talking and getting in front of a microphone mm-hmm. across the board, right? Um, uh, at some point, we got to start hearing, hey, you know what, our leader Dak, told us this and this and that. Because yeah. if he is doing that, I, I think we would hear in other guys' interviews as well. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he's not doing it. I'm just saying right. I, I think we would hear more of it from other players. Right. You know, well, Michael Parsons had his back after everybody was bashing Dak Prescott after they lost to San Francisco 49ers. So he knows he has, he has at least one ally. And I've heard from plenty of players throughout the season that, man, Dak keeps us together. I'm sure Dak's like, look, let's just go out and play football and win football games because that's what matters to him and that's what should matter. But he does have enough allies in that locker room. But we know if things go south, we know he's getting blamed. It's going to be him. Not Jerry Jones, not Micah Parsons, not anybody else. And I got to give a major shout-out to his agent, Todd France, because a no-trade clause, you also can't be franchise tag, uh, just a little bit shy of $60 million cap hit currently right now, and the ball is in Dak Prescott's court. Right. Whew, that's phenomenal yeah, in my opinion. Well, that's what an agent is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. If your agent's mm-hmm. not doing that, then he or she should not be your agent anymore True when it comes to that. It's supposed to be for the client, not for the ego of the agent. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, together and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Join the conversation. The Dallas Cowboys bringing back Jimmy Johnson in an advisory board role. Will it make a difference or not and why? Keith in Pittsburgh, what say you, Keith? Hey, Harry. Hey, Freddie. I had called you guys right after the last playoff debacle by the Cowboys, and I was mad. Mm-hmm. And today's announcement just actually makes me angrier because the thing that people don't understand about the Cowboys, in my opinion, and like you, Freddie, I'm a realist. The fact of the matter is Jerry Jones has more money than your ordinary owner, okay, which sounds crazy. We're talking about billionaires. Right. This guy has so much money that this is a hobby to him and he wants to do nothing but draw attention to this team so he can maximize his profits and make it all about himself 
he wouldn't listen to God Almighty if he showed up at the front door. So if you, anyone thinks this is going to change one thing, you know what? Go back to fantasy land because that's where you need to be. Nothing is changing. Nothing. Well, that, that's why I've said on numerous of occasions when it comes to Jerry Jones and things changing for the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. don't tell me. Yeah, I have to see it with my own eyes before I can believe it. And that's the way I'm moving for the 2024 season. If I don't see it, Mm -hmm. I'm not believing it. Jerry Jones's net worth is $13.6 billion. How how much? His net worth, Jerry Jones, $13.6 billion. To Keith's point, he is the richest owner in the NFL and is not close. Glow, have mercy. So as much as what you just said is on point, yet when you have that kind of money, when you have that don't bleep with me money, that's where Jerry Jones is. He knows he is the most powerful figure in the National Football League. He's more powerful than any player. He's more powerful than any owner. He's more powerful than the commissioner who works at the command of Jerry Jones and the owners in the National Football League, not the other way around. When you got $13.6 billion, you don't have to listen to anybody if you don't want to. Everybody listens to you. But th- but that's one of the, the main issues, though, Freddie, because most people who are in like those kind of tax brackets and have that amount of money, they don't feel like they have to listen to anyone else. Exactly. Exactly. I want that guy. Go get him. I want Jimmy Johnson back. And Jimmy Johnson came back after all they had gone through. Can you come back and be an advisory board role? Jimmy Johnson, ab- absolutely. I don't want this Cowboys team to continue to do this. When you are worth $13.6 billion, you are in that mode. Don't bleep with me mode. That's the house that Jerry Jones lives in. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robin in Maryland, Jimmy Johnson back with the Dallas Cowboys as an advisor as a part of the board. What say you about that, Robert? Hey, man, the guy who answered the phone, he wanted me to say something to you. I called him a little while ago about something, but I had to go to the bathroom, so I had to hang up. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> we, hey, when nature calls, we get it. We understand, Robert. No problem. Oh, oh, we understand, Absolutely. Robert. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, look, you know, J- Jimmy Johnson left Dallas the first time for a reason because him and Jerry just couldn't get along. You know, and how long is how long is it going to be before Snacks McCarthy's thinking Jimmy Johnson <laughs> going to be down on the sidelines with him if he has one bad game? 
I don't think it's going to work out. I know, you know, Joe Gibbs has been advised in the Washington franchise. Mm-hmm. He came back for four years, you know. It just don't work out. The game passes these guys by, man. He's been, he's been out of it for so long. It, it, it's, it's a, it. yeah, Robert and Marilyn, it's a fair point because I'm not a big believer that you got to try to go back in the past to make the present and future better. That's a very difficult thing to, to do to swallow your ego, swallow your pride when it comes to both of these guys, Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys and Jimmy Johnson coming back. I've always, always worried that if you try to reach back into the past to bring back all the good old days, in this day and age, I want Jimmy Johnson for his intellect. What do you see? What can we improve? That's what I want. you got enough guys that can spot talent with the Dallas Cowboys. Look at the guys they drafted or signed in free agency. That's not the issue the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to talent or people finding talent. This scouting department has been choice when it comes to the Cowboys and the guys being able to draft in the first round, second round, third round, et cetera. But what can you do to flip it where somebody can look at Jimmy Johnson and say, what can you bring to the table that we don't have that you used to have? That can be a very, very dangerous plan if you're the Dallas Cowboys. We had one caller last week said they need to bring the White House back. We had one of them suggest that. Yeah. Who said the White House disappeared? (laughs) Who said that disappeared? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I mean, based on the way they exit the playoffs, the White House no longer exists. Well, maybe it did and took their legs away. (laughs) I'm not saying. I'm just saying. One of our favorites is Kelly in Illinois. Miss Kells, how you doing on this Tuesday? <laughs> We're doing I good. Love you guys. Appreciate you. We love you oh back, my, my friend. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I had the best day today. Today's my Monday, Tuesday, and I get to listen to you guys. I can't wait for 2 o'clock. There we okay, go. here's how I feel about this. I th- Well, first of all, you ha- he's the only person that's ever smelled success for the Cowboys. Jerry Jones needs to put his hands in his pocket and say, we'll do what you do. If you need any more money, let me know. If you need direction, don't ask me because I don't know what I'm doing. And go out there and win us a championship. That's how I feel. That's spot on, by the way. $13.6 million, billion. That have, you have a lot of answers. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, that's not the problem. Jerry Jones will do that. Put his money where his mouth is. The question is, his mouth has not helped the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to that. He loves to talk. Jerry Jones never met a microphone he didn't want to talk into before games, after the games, podcasts, radio at the, shows. At the senior bowl. At the senior Oh, absolutely. He knows how to drum up interest for his team. Talk about Bill Belichick at the senior bowl. No one even asked him about Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one, no one came for you, Otis, but he knows exactly <laughs> how to make sure the spotlight is on the Cowboys. You may hate to hear it. You may say people talk about it too much, but your phone calls just back to what Jerry Jones has said. The minute we mentioned Dallas Cowboys – Triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six went absolutely bananas. But the Cowboys are one of those teams that have a wish list. We'll help them with that wish list, and they will pay attention to us if they know what's good for them. After Harry has this word from Vivid Seats. Secure the seats and the memories this year from Vivid Seats, your home for every slam dunk, slap shot, and stolen base. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn with every purchase. From buzzer beaters to walk-off home runs, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. (laughs) 
The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, I'm Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Real quick, big thanks to Roger Henley, essentially put me on post. Hit me on Twitter saying that Jerry Jones the second second owner in the National Football League in terms of total wealth. The richest owner, Stan Kroenke of the Los Angeles Rams, $15.7 billion. So he has at least $2 billion more than Jerry Jones. Although Stan Kroenke, not as powerful as Jerry Jones. But still, <laughs> he has more money, at least for now, than Jerry Jones. But he is the richest owner in the National Football League. So big thanks to Roger Henley. Extensionally me on post, hitting me with that on Twitter, at Coleman ESPN and at H. That's why we say it's a community. Absolutely. I don't take we, it personal. We help one another. Yeah, exactly. So big help, and thanks a lot. Speaking of giving us help, that's why we bring in Shannon Penn, our producer right now. We're going to give you NFC playoff teams and what these teams who made the playoffs in 2023, what should their wish list be? Free agency, draft, one or the other, or both. So Shannon Penn has the teams, and we have the items to put in there. Sack of wishes right now on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. So funny, Ryan, man. <laughs> you okay over there? <laughs> also, we look up Shannon's like laughing. Yeah, no, we, Fr- friendly fire. I, I said a joke right before poor guy was going on. Do you want to share? No, no. no. Okay, thank no, no, no. Just, just it no. was really funny though. Just Freddie. a lot of wishes. A lot of wishes coming. I, I, All right, look. I, anyway, All right, Freddie. <laughs> Freddie, digest. Freddie, we got to start here. We've been talking okay. about the Cowboys so much, so I'm gonna start with you. Mm-hmm. What should be at the top of the wish list for your Dallas Cowboys? A big old linebacker, period. End of story. You have everything else on defense. You got pass rushers. You got secondary guys. That's not a problem. You need a linebacker that's a thumper. You need a C.J. Mosley type in the middle of your defense. You how, bi- how big, Freddie? You need a C.J. Mosley type in the middle of your defense, period. You need a big old linebacker. Big old thumper. Big old thumper, period. All right. Yeah, exactly. Not, not somebody who's, as you like to say, lighting the britches. Like they had last year, <laughs> linebacker. They need somebody with a big old truck. 
<laughs> at that linebacker position. Now, they had Leighton Van Der Esch, but you know if he's going to come back and what that's going to look like. That's what they need on that defense. That should be the top of their wish list. Yeah, for me, I have the linebacker position and also the running back position. And the reason why I slash uh, linebacker running back, because they're so one-dimensional offensively, and a lot is on Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb and that connection to be phenomenal. We didn't see that connection and be great in the playoffs, and it came back to haunt them. Mm-hmm. When you have a solid running back that you can get the football to that you can count on, now it creates that balance, and it also keeps the opposing defense off balance. Right. Linebacker was, you cannot have what happened to you versus the Green Bay Packers nor the Buffalo Bills. So if I had to choose one, I would go linebacker because you have to stop the run. And so teams don't, you know, impose their will on you. All right, Harry, what should be at the top of the wish list for the Philadelphia Eagles? Man, anything involving their secondary. Because, Lord have mercy, it was God awful a year ago. They were bad in third down defense. Mm-hmm. You look, you've seen the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the playoff game. Baker Mayfield carved them up. But it, it wasn't just the Baker Mayfield. It was just about every quarterback that played the Philadelphia Eagles. They had their way. So a guy like LeJarius Sneed that can play man coverage, that can be physical at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. They need a cornerback in their secondary to set the tone. Yeah, I can't disagree with that, but the one thing in the Eagles' wish list, they hope that they have it right now. Your coordinators better be better than last year because mm. the two guys that you had replaced, two guys became head coaches, Jonathan Gannon with the Arizona Cardinals and Shane Steichen with the, with the Indianapolis Colts. Those two guys are no longer part of that football team. Midstream, you decide that Matt Patricia was a better option call in place. You know you're desperate when you need Matt Patricia to come in and save the day and call plays on defense. That's how bad it was for Philadelphia. The two coordinators that they have right now that have taken over, those two dudes better be able to be better than the guys they had last year because if you had told me with their coordinators that those two guys wouldn't have worked out when it came to Brian Johnson and Desai, I'd have said, come on, you got to be crazy. But that's exactly what happened. Now, the new coordinators, they got to be better, especially on defense. The big fans, you on one side for them, and on the offensive side, when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles, making sure Jalen Hurts does not regress again. All right, Freddie, what should be at the top of the wish list for the Green Bay Packers? Ooh. I talk nice about Kelly and Illinois Packers. Yeah, no, the Packers, are, offensively, that's not a problem. Don't they, you they, upset my Kelly. Look at you two. Just stop stumbling for Kelly already. You know I'm not going to disrespect her. So stop trying to get on her good side by placing me in the bad light, Harry and Shannon. Well, look who then got swole up all of a sudden. Yeah, me. And, yeah. <laughs> so there, Mr. So-and-so. Uh, the, the, the Packers need a pass rusher. I know they got Rashawn Gary. They need a consistent pass rusher. They need somebody else in that division that you need to knock down the quarterback. Rashawn Gary can be that guy, but he needs to be consistent. They need somebody else. Just like the Detroit Lions, for example. They need somebody else to go Aiden Hutchinson. The Packers really need that with Rashawn Gary. That should be the top of their wish list. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go to the offensive line. I can easily say consistency on the defensive side of the ball for them. Absolutely. They got a new uh, defensive coordinator in Jeff Halfley coming over from Boston College. But I'm going to go offensive line. David Batiari. A guy that can't stay healthy for them. Adding another piece to the young promise that they have on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at the Green Bay Packers when they faced the 49ers in the playoffs, Jordan Love was pressured 12 times in that game. Shout out to Himbo for that stat. So I think another offensive line piece that can help this offense be that more dynamic in 2024. The teams that made the NFC, we're going to give them the wish list from those who made the NFC playoffs in 2023. We do that either in free agency or the draft of Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the 
ESPN app. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Once again, here's Shannon Penn with the teams, and I'll put together, along with Harry, the wish list for each playoff team from last year in the NFC. All right, Harry, what up, though? Detroit Lions, what should be the top of their wish list? Uh, I have two things, actually. The cornerback position, mm-hmm. because they got picked on from a second, secondary standpoint, yep. uh, especially late in the year. And also pass rusher. you got to have somebody that can complement Aiden Hutchison when you're trying to go get these phenomenal quarterbacks that we know we have in the National Football League. You can't have a team that can barely rush the passer and also your back end be as awful as they were at times this season. Yeah. The pass rush and your coverage go hand in hand. So address both of those needs. You have a ton of cap space uh, to, to be able to work with in 2024 on top of being able to draft someone uh, either in one of those positions, whatever direction they want to take in it. But I think cornerback position and also pass rush help for Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, what he said. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, Freddie, what about the Los Angeles Rams? What should be at the top of the list for the Rams? Hmm. If you had asked me this question last year, I said everything. <laughs> Seriously, because it looked like that's what they needed. Uh, this year, they need secondary help. Their secondary wasn't bad. I think they need safety help when it comes to Los Angeles Rams. Aaron Donald's coming back for one more year. He makes anybody any defense better. Their linebackers are not known, but they were definitely sturdy and trustworthy. Uh, they need safety help. They can get consistent safety help because their corners aren't bad. That's going to help the Los. That's going to help out. Excuse me, the Los Angeles Rams big time in that division. Yeah, I'm going to go pass rusher. You can never have too many pass rushers. They had two guys that were phenomenal this season in 2023. So I'm keep adding to your pass rush, finding guys that can be able to rush the passer and be very effective in doing so, uh, game-changing type players too. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go pass rusher. All right, Freddie, next up, the – oh, excuse me, Harry. Harry, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What should be at the top of the wish list for the Buccaneers? Quarterback position. Yeah. Baker Mayfield uh, – Really, really was effective this season. You talk about a guy who passed for over 4,000 yards, 28 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. Uh, he found his moxie again. He looked like a quarterback that was drafted number one overall a few years ago. So I'm going to go the quarterback position. With Tampa Bay, I'm going to say offensive line. They, they've lost a couple of pieces, and Baker Mayfield was really running for his life against the Detroit Lions. If they're going to bring Baker Mayfield back, I don't know if they're going to re-sign Mike Evans, so that could be a different conversation, but uh, they need to get better in the offensive line. They just forgot about the running game, and at a certain point, you need to provide running lanes for your quarterback to make sure you're not throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game. So I'm going to say offensive line when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, last and certainly not least, the team that represented the NFC in the Super Bowl, San Francisco 49ers. Freddie, what should be at the top of the wish list for the 49ers? They really don't need a lot, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. I'm going to say fix the offensive line a little bit as well. I thought at times that that offensive line got pushed around in the first half versus Green Bay, in the first half versus the Detroit Lions. When they lost games, the Cincinnati Bengals did it, the Minnesota Vikings did it, which I did not think was possible. So I think they need to improve that and tweak that a little bit on the offensive line for the San Francisco 49ers. For me, I'm going to go offensive line as well. Now, okay. our producer, Shannon Penn, he wants Brandon Ayuk to get the football. Don't mm-hmm. change it up when you get to the Super Bowl. But me personally, okay. because I've seen how Chris Jones was dominant and imposed his will in that game, right. you got to get better amongst the offensive line. And it was really weird seeing that from a team that prized himself on physicality, getting pushed around like that. And it didn't matter if they brought four for the lines or they brought pressure. Uh, they had those guys. I mean, Trent Williams got pancaked 
in one of the, in, in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, he's still terrific. They may need to get a little bit younger and a little bit nastier on that offense. And because line. Devin is not here, okay. I still need to see it. Don't need to see it. Brandon Ayuk, one of the best wide receivers in the league. You don't need need Brock Purdy alone. Wow. Really, Shannon Penn? We are not going to do this today. Your team who had the quarterback nickname an Italian dish. Really, Shannon Penn with your New York Giants? Yo, look, I'm look look, what is people show? I'm looking out for my guy Devin's not here. I couldn't allow us to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their offseason needs and not bring up that I still need to see it from Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl throwing it to Brandon Ayuk. Since we brought up Devin. Uh-huh. How great of a time do you think Devin is having right now? In Savannah, Georgia, part of a bachelor party with his boys? You can't mesh with existing but, technology. But I think, I think he's in South Carolina now. Oh, you think so? I think he's in South Carolina. You have that on good authority? Or you just guess? <laughs> Look, either way, he having fun. He <laughs> I, seen his Insta- yeah. I seen his Instagram story. Look, he, has, okay. he, hasn't contributed. he hasn't contributed to the group text or nothing. nothing he's yeah. like, uh-uh. Like when a, we break, uh, we, we break. break. <laughs> you can't mesh with existing technology how much fun they're having in the Savannah, Georgia, Hilton Head area when it comes to Devin Kane and his posse hanging out down there, down in the southern part of the United States. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together. On Freddie and Harry, we did the wish list for the NFC playoff teams from 2023 we're going to do the same thing for the AFC playoff teams that happens next hour right here on Freddie and Harry he's Harry Douglas I'm Freddie Coleman and you're going to find out why the number 12 is the number in college football starting this year this is ESPN radio the ESPN the Freddie and Harry podcast another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. The number 12 is now a big number in college football, not in terms of regular season games, but the playoff format has been approved by the college football playoff committee. Five plus seven format, meaning the five slots will go to the highest ranked conference champs as determined by the college football playoff selection committee. It also ensures at least one team from outside the ACC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Southeastern Conference will make the 12-team playoff field starting later on this year. The selection committee, the rankings will also determine the seven at-large bids. There will be no limit to how many teams, Harry, can come from the same league. Freddie, this is long overdue, and I'm really, really excited about it, being able to travel with college game day each week during the football season. So, you know, being able to have multiple teams have the opportunity to compete for a national championship, I think it's going to be great for college football. I think it's going to be great moving forward as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait to see how excited this is going to be yeah. for the college football landscape. Okay. So I'm, 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 I can't wait till we get to this point. I'm trying to be patient, okay. but my excitement yeah. is going to be hard to you know taper. No, no, Freddie, I'm planted Freddie if I had my way. It would just be eight teams. Realistically, it should be four. But I, I live on planet <gasps> Earth. Yeah, I live on planet Earth. I know better. I knew the minute that they started furloughing people after enduring the pandemic. I said, how are they going to make that money back? There's no way they're not going to extend teams and have an expansion when it comes to college football playoff. And somebody said, what about eight teams? I said, it's going to go beyond that. 
because this makes all the sense in the world for college football. Yep. People have not openly said, we don't need more playoffs. And you know why? Because college football has seen that work for the National Football League. Remember the outcry when they said you're adding an extra playoff team in the NFL? And people said, I don't think you need to do that. Nobody's uttering a word about that now. Where one team gets a bye in the, in the NFC and the AFC, the other six play it off, and that's playoff football. The ratings determine that. Now, this also ensures that more than likely, it's going to be very hard to be a repeat champion in college football. You're not going to have Alabama going that run or Georgia being back-to-back. You're not going to see repeat champions, even if they get a chance to be part of the five buys, according to the selection committee. You're going to have to find a way to win at least three games, not just two. And that's going to make it inherently different, difficult excuse me, for somebody to go back-to-back-to-back to back to back or even make the semifinals or the finals in back-to-back years. That's what this college football playoff going to 12 teams, that's what that means to me as far as I'm concerned. And, Freddie, the reason why I say it, it would have been great if we would have had that this past year, when you look at a Georgia in which their only loss came in the SEC championship game to Alabama, they didn't make mm-hmm. the college football playoffs. You had a lot of gripe from people down there in Tallahassee, Florida, about the Florida State Seminoles. I want to see if Ohio State and Oregon, Missouri was a team that up, you know yeah. p- played really well uh, this season. Uh, Penn State, Ole Miss, those teams. I I really want to see all those teams be able to compete and contend for a national championship. Now we're going to be able to have that moving forward. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have uh, people still complain that they get, didn't get into the college football playoffs, but it is what it is. Put it this way. Team number 13 is going to be so upset. <laughs> we belong. We, uh, we're seven and five in the Big Ten. <laughs> we should be there more than a champion of the American Athletic Conference. You know. Yep. That's coming in December. The minute sure that they is. announce a 12-team playoff, there's going to be that fourth-place team from the SEC or that fifth-place team from the Big Ten or that eighth-place team from the Big 12 because of strength of schedule. We deserve a place at the table. We're playing better than anybody else. And that's exactly what you want if you're the college football playoff committee because that means people having conversations about who got snubbed, who should not be in. It's worked the NCAA tournament. They have teams number 69 complaining. I'm like, just go to NIT and beat it already. If you weren't good enough to be in that large team and win your conference, you're number 69. Enjoy the NIT. Win that. Enjoy the trip to New York or Las Vegas, wherever they're having it at. That's going to happen loudly in college football with team number 13 and team number 14. When it comes to college football in 2024, who, yeah. who is the most intriguing team moving forward in your opinion? Oh, Alabama without Nick Saban. Yep, There's no doubt well. in my mind. I want to see what this is going to look like with Kalen DeBoer who could have walked to, through any street in the country and nobody knew who he was about three years ago. Three years later, he's the guy replacing Nick Saban. That's the most intriguing team because I want to see what Alabama's going to look like with him and without Nick Saban. For me, I think what's intriguing too is now we're going to have the USC Trojans and also the Oregon Ducks going across country yeah. and also Big Ten, Big Ten uh, teams that, that, that were normally in the Big Ten going yeah. to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. So I want to see what that actually looks like yeah. with those two teams joining the Big Ten. Yeah, those field hockey matches on Tuesday, UCLA at Rutgers, <laughs> boy, that's going to be something else. <laughs> those volleyball matches involving <laughs> USC versus Purdue. Oh boy, he's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. By the way, the 12th Coswell Playoff will be a hot ticket this year. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Great, great deals on the hottest tickets and experience it live. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. 
You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.